Hello and welcome to this episode of Radio Free HPC. This is where we talk about supercomputing, high-performance computing, and other technology topics. I'm Dan Olds, joined as always by my co-host Henry Newman from Seagate Government Solutions and Shaheen Khan from Orion X. Now let's get to the show. Hello and welcome back for another dazzling and exciting and lively episode of Radio Free HPC. I'm Dan Olds, joined as always by Henry S. Newman. That S stands for storage, but you can also call him Gator. And Jaheen Khan. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing great, Dan. Yeah, excellent. Everything good? Couldn't be better. I'm go- As soon as we're done, I'm shoveling snow. Uh, 15 inches, I hear? Uh, that's what it looks like on my deck. With ice on top. Yeah, with Sweet. ice on top. Well, you've got a pretty healthy snowblower, right? <laughs> I, that doesn't work on a wood deck, Dan. Why not? <laughs> I, I think that go, needs no explanation. Oh, so you don't have a plate below it? It just grinds <laughs> into the snow? There's not a plate that protects the surface underneath? Yeah, you can. You'll, with the plate, you'll cut the wood, Dan. Oh, I'm just asking. <laughs> I don't know. You, you know, I guess I shouldn't disparage a northern boy like you who actually lives in an area that doesn't need snowblowers. Well, when I lived in central Oregon, we kind of needed them, but my old man was too cheap, so I shoveled it the old-fashioned way. Up okay. to three feet at times. Anyway, speaking of snow, um, I wonder if everybody out there has seen the story that uh, we now have a photograph of a black hole. I'm not sure how the snow segue worked there, but I'm going to go ahead and go with it. Snow's white, black, black hole's so, black. That's how we'd be out there, Dan. Well, there you go. It looks like a blurry-eyed donut. Mm-hmm. I'm but I had a question. Actually, I have a relatively semi-serious question about this. So, uh, this is obviously not a photograph as commonly no. understood. Uh, it is radio data that is being visualized. And while the topic is fabulous and fantastic, isn't this just another data visualization thing? What am I missing in terms of the significance of this? Because we've occurrence? never we've we've never been able to visualize a black hole because we've never been able to capture the image because of the light being escaping. So they went used radio telescopes in different locations and were able to triangulate and visualize the black hole using radio telescopes. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal, first but time. It's a big deal. But I'm right that it is a data oh, yeah. visualization. Yeah, not a photograph. It is not a photograph. You like this? Clearly light, not a light, photograph, light. but also the data visualization. You have all sorts of all sorts of capabilities on how you oh, visualize yeah. it. So I'd like to see all the other things that they tried that didn't look as cool as a donut. Yeah, they went with the coolest one, I'm sure. And it does look like a Krispy Kreme glazed, if you ask me. It does. There was a meme that had a half a dozen of them in yeah. a Krispy Kreme yeah. box. Um, but they say here the end result of the image of the black hole's shadow is implied by the high-speed, high-temperature particles being drawn into it in a rotating stream. It, it's, so it is yeah. a visualization. It is a visualization, but, you know, so is light a visualization. What's the difference between using light and radio waves, Shane? Yeah, what the hell's wrong with you, Shane? <laughs> 
Uh, I, th you're making my point, though, is that we have had many very significant and really clever data visualization achievements in the past, and this to me is it's, just another yeah, one. Yeah, that's why it's in the news. But but the top right. I don't think we've got all the other ones in the news. Not nothing is this significant. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. So it's the topic that is interesting, and I mean, I mean, it's all it's all valid, and I don't want to like take credit away or sound like I'm I am, but but I nevertheless fail to see like the big deal you know, of it. It's a big deal, but not like I you was know, the same everywhere plasters in the news. I was big the deal. same way when IBM announced several years ago that they'd managed to slow down the speed of light and I felt the same way you do right now I said get back to me when you manage to speed it up well I can slow it down by just you know putting a piece of paper in front of it it comes to screeching well, halt to <laughs> slow it down to, I don't know 30 <laughs> miles an hour or something like that oh I see but that was pretty but this is no 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 obviously these are impressive. all I mean yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's not okay. why we brought it up on Radio Free HPC because no. everybody's heard about it. What I thought yeah. the interesting thing was that how they did it and that we're still in a sneaker net world. So yeah. the way the and way this was done was at each of the uh, telescope sites there were 128 eight terabyte drives. And let and me let me jump in here for just a second. These uh, telescope locations were Hawaii. Um, Mexico, Arizona, Spain, Chile, and Antarctica, the South Pole Telescope. And and all of these places, had, given the altitude, what they needed because of air being what air what air is, were using seal drives, and um, in you know just take a simple hundred gigabit network, which. You know, I bet you don't have 100 gigabits to Hawaii. Probably don't have. I know you don't. I know you have <laughs> no. nowhere near that to Antarctica. That you in with 100 gigabits, you probably have to share with other people. But to move the amount of data we're talking about, I, I did a quick calculation. 100, you know, 128 uh, drives times eight is uh, a petabyte per side so a petabyte at a, at a hundred gig is minimum case if you get the, everything going at a hundred gig which is 12.5 gigabytes a second is 27 days and we know that it's not going to be 27 days it's going to be at no. least triple or more of that and so we're back to what they did was they flew the drives out to the Max Planck Institute, everybody flew their drives there. So and they had they they had 1.75 petabytes of raw data from each telescope that they put on the planes. Yep. <clears throat> so my point is, we still don't have enough network bandwidth um, to hmm. to achieve the science we're looking at and that goes into my next thing that I sent out to Dan and to Sheen is there was an interesting article I, I, I read about Amazon launching 3,236 low earth satellites to provide internet and uh, to the underserved communities of the world <clears throat> but I think the real issue is with 5G and the lack of, inter of bandwidth around the world that we're going to have to do something else. And I think this Amazon project is just an ex example of, of trying to get away from sneaker net. 
Yeah, and that is amazing. In that same article, they said that SpaceX plans to launch as many as 12,000 satellites as part of, their, of its Starlink constellation. Uh, Facebook is also developing an internet satellite of its own. Yeah. <coughs> so and this is, I mean, what, what kind of... What kind of bandwidth can you get on a satellite, Henry? Well, you know, it really depends. And that's TBD. People are talking about laser communications and all kinds of other things. But, I mean, the, the real issue is I think that they're doing this because at, at each of the cell towers that we have, and we're talking about 5G world here coming up pretty quickly, um, they're starting to roll it out, um, that – there's not enough bandwidth at these cell towers to upload to the main internet hubs. And yeah. there's got to be another connectivity option. And I think this is what people, well, you know, Amazon and others are investing in these other connectivity options. That's a massive expense for it Amazon. Is. It is. I mean, but, that's a massive but, expense. But how much is it to, to dig fiber cables, Dan? worse more is it i mean i don't know i don't know what the cost the cost you know i haven't costed out but i think that we will see you know and i think this is all related and i think that the lack of bandwidth is uh, around the earth not just in the u.s now there's we talked about in the pre-call there's some small countries like south korea and sweden and others within country they have enough bandwidth because you know they've dug enough fiber but worldwide <laughs> there's not well, but, but bandwidth begats bandwidth. Once you have bandwidth, people want more bandwidth and use more bandwidth. South Korea is huge on interactive gaming, and that just eats up bandwidth like you can't believe. And so I would wonder if you pulled the citizens there, if they would say that their bandwidth is adequate. Well, Dan, I, since I've never played an interactive game, or actually the last game I played was Pong, um, that was quite a while ago. <laughs> um, and that's and actually, not interactive. Kong was interactive. I played against my cousin. But the the uh, <laughs> yeah the average internet speed in South uh, Korea is twenty eight point six megabits, which isn't all that high. No, it's not that high. I'm getting more than that at my home. I'm getting over two hundred down. I'm You're getting two hundred down. <laughs> Yeah, I've got uh, I got a beefy router and a beefy modem. Nice. I know less than beefy <laughs> subscription. I'm not saying who from, but I'm not paying for anywhere near that amount. Well, I think that I mean right now I'm seeing the average internet connection in the U.S. is 18.7 megabits. And that's 22% faster than a year ago, so it is uh, coming on. But but what's 5G promising? Because i got to tell you, I, I, I'm not impressed with 4G. And even if you double up 4G, that's still... Oh, it's, more, it's more than double. It, it, it's supposed to be over like 10 megabytes per second isn't it okay no it's 1.056 so, yeah. gigabits gigabits so divided by so eight. it's it's a it's a hundred and call it 130 megabytes a second hell but i don't that's... think that was 
that that's what they no, were getting. No, but that's what the goal is. That's theoretical. Yeah. But oh, I see. But wait a minute, that makes it faster than than it, I mean, that's a gigabit connection. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like faster than most people's, you know, wired connection. That's what connection. I'm saying and that that surprises yeah. me. And I don't think we're going anywhere near that. I thought the uh, the trials that they'd run in France and I think in parts of the U.S., they were getting on the order of 10 to 12 megabytes a second. Wow. But but I think I should probably switch back to bits because that's what that... You know, I'm uses. tired of this bit-byte thing that I have to do all this translation. They'll be 10 or 15 years, they'll be too old to be doing it. <laughs> well, you'll just have on your phone divide by 8. <laughs> I'll just, yeah. a macro. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I'm looking at this, you know, how fast is is 5G? And no one's really coming out with anything that they're putting a stake in the sand saying how fast their 5G is. Right. But, I mean, that's what – it's all about theory. But, Dan, even if it goes up, let's say it's a quarter of what they say. It's still 45 megabytes a second. It, 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 that's it, a lot. Or 40 megabytes a second. It's, it's significant. I mean, that is more than – It's pretty transformative I get, space. I get 50 uh, speed. download. Yeah. So I'm pretty happy with that. And so I would be happy if that were going to my mobile device so I can update, you know, weather that much quicker the 10 day forecast that's well it changes fast enough you probably need to update it pretty regularly yeah i think this is like going from edge to 3 3g uh and that's how it fundamentally changed now you could actually go to a browser and not have to use wap and not have to have a, a website that was only text just to manage the the edge network remember yeah, uh, I think this is as transformative as that. I think when you go suddenly to tens of megabytes a second, hopefully, but even what they got in the trials was pretty transformative. There are things you will do now that you didn't do before. That's impressive. That is impressive. But you know what else is impressive? The catch of the week. Okay, it, it is. What do you got? Who's got what? I have one. So talking about satellites, and this came up a little bit in our pre, pre-talk, uh, this is a company called Leo Labs, uh, Leo for Low Earth Orbit uh, Satellites, uh, and their website is leolabs.space. Uh, and what they do is keep track of uh, stuff in the, in, in the low Earth orbit. So there's a video that they put up on YouTube that keeps track of all the debris that's uh, rotating around the Earth. Mm-hmm. If you look straight at the Earth, uh, you can see like dots here and there. It looks like there's a you know hailstorm here and there, but on the edges where you see a whole bunch of them, it's 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 pretty crowded in there. Uh, so uh, very very interesting to see. So I'll, I'll I'll include the link and and you know go have fun with it. What do you got, Henry? I don't have anything. I I I, I think this whole Synchronet thing is my catch for the week. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I actually I can fill in because I've got two. Listen to this. I hope you're sitting down. Everybody out there, keep your eyes on the road. Don't go driving off the road when I read this. 
scientists put human gene into monkeys to make them smarter and more human-like. Uh-oh, indeed. Where did where did you get this from, Dan? Is this uh, Weekly World News, National Enquirer, or some? This is from the Business Recorder. Is that a reliable source, Dan? I've never heard of that. Record business. Uh, they're, they're a, it looks like they're a financial website, and it seems fairly um, reputable. Well, I must say the source of the news is the most encouraging part well, of it. Well, but I've got that also from another site as well. <coughs> well, if, and if, which is reporting their, the other their, one, the business they're teaching them. <coughs> they're, they're referring back to the business <laughs> <recorder>. <laughs> Well, actually, no. MIT. Well, wait a minute. This might throw Henry. MIT Technology Review. That the Chinese one. scientists have put human brains in monkeys. Then I'm then I believe human it. Genes in monkeys. <clears throat> so uh, maybe this is an opportunity for me to have a rant. A small rant could be allowed. Uh, I right am. Uh, yeah, rant is really your exclusive domain. Well, I know. Then, but uh, but I am like so starting to be so disappointed with these publications that have traditionally been really you know, solid, and and they're all kind of getting contaminated with clickbait. Mm -hmm. uh, and unfortunately, Technology Review is one of them. Uh, even Scientific American is looking a little clickbaity to me these days. Uh, even like, you know, fizz.org uh, was, you know, some of these are, I, I don't know what's going on, and, and I know that there is a, you know, business imperative that causes people to go do that. Uh, but it is really very, very uh, disconcerting. But, but, but Shaheen, so. I blame us. I don't blame them. Blame us for us, clicking. Us, well, us, I agree the with viewers you. Viewers around the world. I don't. I, I agree. I agree. I agree. But I think that when you have a reputation established and then you start abusing it or look like you are, then it takes a while before people catch up and they say, "Oh, this is not what it yeah. used to be." And let me buttress your argument. Um, it's not just the publications, it's also the people. Here's my second catch of the week. Quote, headline, are we living in a simulation? This MIT scientist says it's more likely than not. Well what, the what the hell? Well, you know, there are some notables who believe that, uh, or at least there were news attributed to them saying that they believe that based on based uh, on what based on what based on what reality is the are these is this people from that are in states that have legalized marijuana or not no, I, don't. <laughs> I mean on what evidence yes <laughs> um, remember don't yeah. let the facts get in the way of your opinions Dan but I think the message is that, like I've been saying for a while, the first reaction to anything you read is, is this true? Is this yes. really true? And it doesn't matter where you're reading it from anymore. That is really the, the, the sad part. I would like to nominate this professor for Dumbass of the Week. Do we have that kind of an award? <laughs> Are we creating we a new award? We creating a new award. No. I but, don't. I don't think he, we don't. We up to this point, we have not had that award. To the best of my recollection, we might need it. Okay. Uh, he's he's uh, pushing his book though, the simulation hypothesis. 
Okay. So I'll put a link in, and you guys can read uh, for yourselves his argument. I'm not buying and see it. See if it holds water. I'm not buying it myself. No. No. Anyway, well, that was a good productive session. This was not. Th was this it was scintillating. I think it was scintillating and dazzling and lively. This is not one of our worst shows. Excellent. So <laughs> Excellent. Before, so we're only going to lose two listeners yes. this time. So before it goes bad, let's go ahead and just call this an episode and uh, wrap it up for Radio Free HPC episode 227? 228. Very nice. Thank you, everybody, for sticking around and listening to us, all 12 of you probably. And we'll be right back at you soon with another edition of Radio Free HPC. Thank you for listening to this episode of Radio Free HPC. And as a quick note, the views and opinions of Henry Newman are his and do not reflect any policy or position of Seagate Government Solutions or Seagate Technology. Thank you for listening. <laughs>